Hi, I'm Larato Skanka, but you can call me Olarato though, and you're listening to Living Content Podcast. and the brother in the room hello fam welcome to our 10th episode of living content where we learn to love and embrace all parts of who we are and our human experiences i just want to dive right into today's um episode this past week i watched ian lovanzard fix my life show and i think i might have binged on all the episodes available on youtube um my interest in the show besides the fact that i love Miss Yanla's work um, and how transformational it is, it really was to understand the different family dynamics and the dysfunctions in families. But I'm starting to think that my addiction to the show was that in almost all the episodes I watched, I saw parts that I very much relate to. And I'm not sure if that is problematic in a way which it seems that generational trauma is allowed to have many rounds in our families by choosing to let a lot of things unsaid and suppressed because telling the truth is not safe. Or sometimes it is said to ears not willing to hear us and receive without taking it as a personal attack. So we'd rather pretend to be comfortable in discomfort and end up recreating and sustaining the pathology of the family, even in our new reality. Healing is something we barely openly talk about. A few weeks back, I also asked whether would you go to therapy with your parents, whether your parents would be open to it and whether this conversation would be easy to have. The first question had almost balanced results, but the one about finding it easy seemed to be skewed towards no. Well, even though it is our desire to engage and bring our parents to therapy or healing work or any sort of healing work, this conversation is often very hard to bring um, to the table with our parents. And some of the feedback I got was that you don't want to go there. It will backfire. They don't understand mental health. And the other one was they will not receive the suggestion very well. I know that suggesting therapy or healing work to someone who's not ready They might not see the reason why they need to see a healing practitioner or how in any way you are suggesting that there is something that they need to heal from. You know what I mean? In one of Ianla's episode, I remember where she was demonstrating um, to her mother where discipline bordered towards rejection. The daughter of the woman was expressing how she felt rejected by her mother and This started when she was 16 when she found her smoking weed in her home and she asked her to leave her house. Later, the girl asked her aunts to actually help her speak to her mom and allow her back home, but she refused. So Iyanla then made an example of how she, as Iyanla, was disciplining her own son when he was unappreciative of what she had done for him and um, she also asked him to leave the house, but later the son came back and expressed his remorse and also how sorry he was and then she allowed her back home so Iyanla then asked the woman where was the discipline when you didn't welcome her back home if you saying you were disciplining them where was the discipline when you didn't welcome her back home when she wanted her mother you know this was rejection that's the difference so There's somewhere where discipline becomes rejection and it is received in that way. Even though you as a parent, you're thinking that you're disciplining your child, 
but there's some way where it no longer feels like you are disciplining the child, but rejecting them and abandoning them. And that's how it is received. Also, one thing I picked up as a common thread amongst uh, the families was that there is almost always a narcissistic parent in the family. I think, don't we know this very well in our families? I think it's a very common thing. And in a conversation that I had with um, Bumi that I interviewed this weekend, we, we also touched on this, that don't we always have like a, a narcissistic parent in our home? You know, which is problematic though. Well, today's episode seeks to unsign, also help Tulip's tools. I couldn't find her real name. Um, who sent me a question that I have prolonged responding back to. It's about the mother wound. Her healing question was phrased in this way. Trying to heal from a narcissistic mom. Trying to heal from the love I'll never receive. Avoid. I suppose the question was, how do I heal from a narcissistic mother and learning to accept that I may never receive her love? I know that some of us can relate to her story. And this is the last question, actually. So I hope that this episode does help even just one person who is listening because, sure, this conversation is very, very deep, is very, very painful as well. And maybe just to start we can start with defining and outlining what a narcissistic parent traits are. And I say a parent because it may be a father as well. It's not always a mother, you know. Um, it's often a mother because most of us are raised by single mothers, um, but also it can be a father. So um, I'm just going to umbrella it by saying a parent. This is a definition I found. A narcissistic parent is someone who lives through, as possessive of and or engages in marginalizing competition with their children. Usually a narcissistic parent, the independence of their children, even their adult children, is perceived as a threat. So they would coerce their children in manipulative ways to exist in their shadow with unreasonable expectation. The child is really loved by just being themselves in a narcissistic parenting relationship. What distinguishes a narcissistic parent is their tendency to deny their children, even as adults, a sense of independence or selfhood. Their children exist merely to serve their selfish needs of their parent, right? I was raised by a narcissistic parent, and this is why, amongst other things, black child text is a painful conversation because it comes from a place of entitlement, of almost feeling like, their priority comes before your own. But we'll also talk about this maybe someday as I engage with more guests because I do know that this is a common thread and a common story among so many families. Now, how do you tell when a parent may be narcissistic? The first one, which is very common, with a narcissistic parent, their child or children become a mere extension of their personal wishes, diminishing the child's individuality. You might have often heard things like, you have opportunities I never had, and after you become this or that, a lawyer or a doctor or a scientist, you can do as you please. Until then, you do as I say. This may go as far as you can marry after you buy me a house. Those who know this, know. The second one is a narcissistic parent can feel threatened by their children's potential, promise, and success as they challenge their parents' self-esteem, right? 
So they will have unreasonable judgment or criticism and sometimes unfavorable comparison or invalidation of positive attitude and emotions. Sometimes even choose not to acknowledge your success or your accomplishments. You'll get things like, there's always something wrong with you. You'll never be as good as so-and-so. You'll also know the infamous one, which is, or useless, just because you failed at doing the things they wanted you to do or the way they wanted you to do them. The third one is, they have a falsely inflated self-image. And they also love to show others how special they are. They enjoy publicly parading themselves about how superior they are above everyone else in the community in a way, you know. Um, and sometimes they pride themselves of their children's achievement um, to others, um, how they would choose not to acknowledge it to you, but would rather um, publicly pride themselves with your achievement, you know. Um, the fifth one is they are manipulative. They will guilt trip you. Like, I've done everything for you and you are so ungrateful. Sometimes blaming or shaming um, you and also negative comparison. By blaming, you'll get things like, it's your fault that I'm not happy. Um, it's your fault that I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. It's your fault that I'm on these pills. And you also get unreasonable pressure. You'll perform at your best to make me proud or you'll do this and that to make me proud. Um, sometimes it's emotional coercion. What is common in these forms of manipulation is that love is given as a conditional reward and withholding it is also used as a threat or punishment to their children. Parents never realize how harmful this is to their children, how this part changes almost everything, their confidence, their self-esteem, and how this brings feelings of worthlessness that love has to be earned all the time. Where it is not granted, it becomes okay because no one, even your parents, owed you love, you know, or showed you love. The sixth one is lack of empathy. Their inability to consider your feelings and thoughts and they often validate them as real or as important. To them, the only thing that matters more or that is more important is how they think and feel um, rather than how you think or feel. So it becomes hard to express your pain because you have to manage their emotions and at times even allowing yourself to be vulnerable with them ends up with no change at all or no acknowledgement of your pain. You end up seeing no point at all to open up to them. So you stop opening up to your parents. The seventh one is codependency or dependency and narcissistic parents typically manipulate their child into making unreasonable sacrifices with really little regard for their child's own priorities and needs i made an example earlier about the demanding to be bought a house before marriage and before focusing on yourself or new family i know how you end up feeling like your life is meant to serve them all the time and their desires because in some way you feel like you owe them for raising you. It ends up feeling that way. So they often say things like, I'll be happy if you were to become, or I'll be happy if you do this and that for me. Um, you'll make me proud if you become. And, and, and sometimes, um, to bring it back home, um, you get one like, you know how my happiness is when I'm able to speak to my children, so buy me airtime. <laughs> the eighth one is, there's also jealousy. A narcissistic parent often hopes that 
the child will permanently dwell under their parents' influence. She or he may become extremely jealous um, at any signs of their child growing maturity and independence. Often in the eyes of the narcissistic parents, no romantic partner is ever good enough for their child. The ninth one and the last one actually is neglect. They'd much rather focus or spend time on anything much more important to them than give you the affection and validation that you need as a child. So I want to say this, even though in this episode we are talking about the child's experience of a narcissistic parent, I think the conversation of a narcissistic parent and a child who experienced no love and neglect from their parent, it cannot go without acknowledging their pain too. The one that they would rather mask with being narcissist and unaware hitting their children, their own children. I know there's a deeper pain inherited and therefore transferred to their children. Acknowledging this is for our own healing, not necessarily to excuse them from acknowledging their own toxic patterns and how it affected us, but acknowledging this becomes the first step to our own healing. And I further want to say this so that it helps you in some way in your healing, that there's always two or even more narratives that need to be embraced when healing a family that everyone in the house may have experienced the same thing but received and perceived it differently. Therefore, even though there may be a different perceived experience, one's truth, your own truth about the experience, about the actual events, does not invalidate one of the other and neither do their experience invalidate your own. By that I mean we may be experiencing the same parent but perceiving their love for us differently. So at times you may feel like sharing your own experience of how you experienced, how you were parented, sharing this with your siblings. They may not see it the same way you did. And you end up invalidating your own experience thinking that perhaps I'm crazy to feel this way about how my parent um, parented me because after all they raised me and gave me this life. But did they raise you well? Did they give you a good enough life? Did they treat you well? And those are also valid questions to ask ourselves and feelings to experience. It is no longer about just raising kids, but embracing who they are for themselves so that they may grow never to question their existence and worthiness in this world. You know, I've, I've heard this before that we hope that we raise kids that may never have to heal from their childhood traumas, you know? So for the sake of this conversation also, I want to get into, so how do you heal from this? So how do you heal from this? Learn to let go of the idea of who you hoped for them to be. Let them not disappoint you anymore. Their choices have nothing to do with you. It says nothing about your worthiness of love as a person, but it says everything about them. Their parenting was a projection of their own pain, unknown to you, and it was never really caused by you. So allow yourself to know that how they parented you had nothing to do with you but them. Allow yourself to forgive yourself for waiting for them to change and them disappointing you again and again. Allow yourself also to forgive them, even if they have not come to acknowledge that they have hurt you. Most times a narcissistic parent will take long to actually realize 
how they may have hurt you. So grant them your grace, and I mean your mercy, to understand that they did not know better. To them, they did their best with what they knew then, right? Even though we do, yes, expect them to open their eyes and see in what ways have they been harmful to us. You wish for that. You hope for that. And it hurts deeply. But also release the shame off your shoulder of blaming yourself of their displeasing you. Allow yourself to stop pleasing them for their love or approval in return. Even though it hurts deeply to not get the love you wanted from your parent, learn to reparent yourself. Invite your inner child who needed the affection of their mother, who needed the approval of their father, but did not get it. Invite her in. Shower her with all the love you needed. Speak to her the same way you needed. And then surround yourself with people who affirm that to you. And don't make you feel like you need to perform for acceptance or love because that will also reinforce the whole idea that you have in your mind that you are unlovable. So surround yourself with people that propel you, that encourage you, that elevate you as opposed to ask of you to perform for love, ask of you to perform for acceptance. And that can be friends and love relationships. A person who grew up in a narcissistic household, usually everything they know gets projected in how they present themselves in the world and relationships and friendships. And allow yourself to stop saving your mother. Stop carrying the responsibility of her happiness in your shoulder. The truth is their unhappiness or happiness is their responsibility, not yours. It was never yours to begin with to carry. It was never supposed to be placed on your shoulder to manage. That is damaging. So allow yourself to choose you and not be afraid to disappoint her. I know it will hurt to feel like a disappointment yet again to her. But learn to affirm yourself of the real truth that you are. You are loving, you are kind, and you care. I know it may be hard to reconcile the part that loves them so much and the part that is deeply hurt by them. Allow yourself to love them still. But release them. Release them of the idea of who you are still hoping for them to be for you. I hope that this helps you. Now into the affirmations, which is very short. This is what I wrote for this episode. Please believe that even after what you endured, you are loved. You are worthy. You are deserving. You are kind. You are all and more that your younger self waited to be. You can be proud of who you have become through it all. You are beautiful. You are brave. You are courageous. And everyone around you sees that. So learn to believe that for yourself. Learn to believe that you are all of that. Because you truly are. Alrighty then. I didn't want to dwell too long on this episode. I think it can be expanded in the upcoming conversations that I will be having on this podcast. But I, I do hope that this helped in some way. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. That's it from me. Chat to you soon. Have a lovely week, sis. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode. I really do appreciate you for being here. Please remember to share your love openly here by subscribing, sharing these episodes, and also just adding your feedback on the reviews. So this podcast can also be easily found by those in similar journeys and needing the message here. I would love to hear how the podcast is helping you. So do share that too with me and be sure to check the podcast out on Instagram. Keep well, chat to you soon.